I'll praise the Lord today. It's wonderful to be in his house on this Sunday morning. Please turn in your Bibles to the 11th chapter of the book of Matthew. Matthew 11, verses 28 to 30. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. A portion of Scripture we find rest in. A call to the laborer. A call to the heavy laden. This is the bidding of none other than Jesus himself. Come to me. And the nature of the bidding, it's the bidding of one who is gentle, the one who is meek. No demand in his tenor, simply a bidding. This existence is full of labor, labor and laboring. And labor, no doubt, can leave us heavy laden. The Amplified Bible reads, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden and overburdened, and I will cause you to rest. I will ease and relieve and refresh your souls. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am gentle, meek, and humble, lowly in heart. And you will find rest, relief, and ease, and refreshment, and recreation, blessed quiet for your souls. For my yoke is wholesome, useful, good, not harsh, hard, sharp, or pressing, but comfortable, gracious, and pleasant. And my burden is light and easy to be borne. The labor, laboring can speak to many things. The striving of humankind, weary and heavy burdened by religious rituals that provide no peace. The attempt at finding rest for their souls apart from Jesus Christ. Speaks to the pursuit of humankind. The chasing, that rest might come, relief and refreshing. Here, struggling and carrying heavy loads. The daily load, the weekly load, and the monthly load. The load of another year. Live long enough. And you know the weight of it all, the labor and weight of the industrious. 
our text. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Rest that only he can give. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. First, we address this. The striving of humankind, weary and heavily burdened by religious rituals providing no peace. The attempt, the attempt at finding rest for their souls apart from Jesus Christ. This is the fool's errand. There is no rest for souls apart from Jesus Christ. Sure, one might succumb to deception and convincing, the delivery of false rest, false hope, and false security, the very transfer and supply of the wicked one. Only Jesus Christ can give rest to the soul, to our souls. Jesus Christ is bidding. Come to me. He's calling out to humanity, to the individual. A God, a Savior that delivers rest to the soul, for the soul. Justification by faith alone. We cannot labor for it. No matter the weight we resolve to carry. Only Jesus can give rest to the soul. Justification by the cross of Jesus Christ. Pardon for all sins. When Jesus went to the cross, His blood pardoned us from all guilt. It begins with our repentance. We acknowledge that we are sinners and have fallen short of the glory of God, that we need a Savior, that we need saving. This is the exchange. And what a miracle it is. We are accepted by God as righteous in Christ through faith. This means God accepts us on the merits of what Jesus did on the cross and not because of our works or any good deeds. Come to me. John 8, 36, Therefore, if the Son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. It's a work that only Christ can accomplish. There is no rest for the soul outside of Jesus Christ. Beautiful counsel here this morning. Jesus said, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. Christ 
tells us very plainly, do not attempt to take on a walk with me until you are at rest in your soul. I share these words if you do not have this wonderful confidence in what the Word of God says Jesus did for you, His yoke will not be easy or light. On the contrary, you will spend your time striving in the flesh to please God. You will go from hot to cold, living with unnecessary guilt and shame. I believe the key to this verse lies in the words, learn of me. Jesus is speaking here of the discipline of learning who he is and what he accomplished on the cross. He is saying, you must have a knowledge of what I have done for you. Then, once your soul is at rest, you can take on my yoke. So, learn of me. We do not want this kind of discipline. We want to take the easy way. We are like school children on the playground at recess who do not want to go back into the classroom. Perhaps today you say, I'm reading my Bible now and praying a little each day. I'm trying hard to do better. This is all good, but I assure you that these things will not keep you through the coming storm. It is not enough to try hard, to make promises to God, to strive to be better, nor is it enough to say, I'm more diligent than before. No. It is all about going after a revelation of what Jesus did for you at the cross. Something should cry out in all of us, Jesus, your word says I can live in total rest, peace, and security. I don't have to strive in my flesh or be tossed about by guilt or fear. You have set before me the promise of a life at rest, but I don't have that rest. Oh, Lord, I want your rest with everything that's in me. Teach me by your Spirit. I want to learn. I want to learn of you. It's the bidding of Jesus himself. He says, come to me. Have you not heard his bidding, you his disciple? This life has its labor, the load and the weight. You know, Jesus never had it in mind that we would try and manage on our own. And he certainly didn't have it in mind, our yoking up with the unequal. Perhaps we need a scripture such as this today. Psalm 116.7, Return to your rest, O my soul, for the Lord has dealt bountifully with you. Have you left the yoke? Have you slipped out of the yoke? Whatever the reason, and you're feeling the labor and burden of it all, The CEB Bible reads, I tell myself, you can be at peace again because the Lord has been good to you. Are we agitated in the yoke? Anxious. The ERV, my soul, relax. <laughs> the Lord is caring for you. 
You know, surely you've known this reality, the wonder of his yoke, reading from the message paraphrase. I said to myself, relax and rest. God has showered you with blessings. Soul, you've been rescued from death. I, you've been rescued from tears. And you, foot, were kept from stumbling. Jesus is bidding, come to me. Take my yoke upon you. Jesus is offering us a place in the yoke. Remember, he comes meek and mild, lowly and hearty, saying you can have a place in the yoke. Come to me. Take my yoke upon you. Will we surrender to his yoke? Will we bow under the yoke? You see, without surrender, this bowing, the ensuing promise of this yoke's nature will never be known. It'll never be realized. The words of Dietrich Bonhoeffer, only the man who follows the command of Jesus single-mindedly and unresistingly lets his yoke rest upon him finds his burden easy. And under its gentle pressure receives the power to persevere in the right way. The command of Jesus is hard. Unutterably hard for those who try and resist it. But for those who willingly submit, the yoke is easy and the burden is light. You see, Jesus defined the yoke. He said, come to me. I'm offering you a place. And Jesus said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And yet many find his yoke difficult, hard, heavy, and overwhelming. Could it be lack of surrender? Pride? An unfitting posture? A double-minded man? A resistant man. You see, Jesus certainly defined and explained his yoke in right manner. His yoke is easy. And his burden is light. Charles Spurgeon said, losses and crosses are heavy to bear. But when our hearts are right with God, it is wonderful how easy the yoke becomes. We think of his word. His words, His commands, His precepts. One finds great joy, life, peace, rest in it all. One finds it all difficult and hard, restricting, chafing, irritating. 
follow the command of Jesus single-mindedly and unresistingly let his yoke rest upon you. And this might help today. The words of Elizabeth Elliot. We must quit bending the word to suit our situation. It is we who must be bent to that word. Our necks that must bow under the yoke. Come to me. Take my yoke upon you. Learn from me. Question today, how do we learn from him if we don't come to him? Like that child that doesn't want to come back to the classroom after a recess. Learn from me. And let us understand that while we are in the yoke, we are being taught. Class in session. We are learning, learning from Him, receiving, understanding, more and more in sync with His rhythms each day. There must be a teachable spirit in us. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden. And I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. And Jesus is saying to us, learn from me. You know, it's wonderful being in the yoke with Jesus. Everything turns divine. Everything finds purpose and reason. You know, he is what he says he is. He said, I am gentle and lowly in heart. He is gentle, meek, and mild, lowly in heart. The NLV, I am gentle and do not have pride. Lord, teach us. (laughs) The NLT, I am humble and gentle at heart. Lord, teach us to be like you, Lord. Taught, taught your ways, the message, walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Rest for the soul. The Voice Bible learned from me, for I am gentle and humble of heart. When you are yoked to me, your weary souls will find rest, for my yoke is easy and my burden light. What might it be today? Is it the striving of humankind, weary and heavily burdened, the attempt at finding rest for your soul apart from Jesus Christ? Is it the weight of your sin or the weight of living in life, the pursuit of humankind, the chasing that rest might come here struggling and carrying heavy loads? The daily load, 
the weekly load, the load of another year, the weight of it all, the labor and weight of the industrious. You know, Jesus gives us the answer there in his bidding. Come to me. Take my yoke upon you. Learn from me. Well, let's speak now of the call upon us. The call upon all of us. We know that as we endeavor to fulfill the call of God upon us as Christians, the Great Commission and the furthering of the kingdom in this earth, there is labor. There's weight. Necessary weight. It's only right that we carry load. We back up in the text. We read this portion of Scripture, Matthew 11, beginning of verse 1. Now it came to pass when Jesus finished commanding his 12 disciples that he departed from there to teach and to preach in their cities. And when John had heard in prison about the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples and said to him, Are you the coming one, or do we look for another? Jesus answered and said to them, Go and tell John the things which you hear and see. The blind see and the lame walk. The lepers are cleansed and the deaf hear. The dead are raised and the poor have the gospel preached to them. And blessed is he who is not offended because of me. As they departed, Jesus began to say to the multitudes concerning John, What did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed shaken by the wind? But what did you go out to see? A man clothed in soft garments? Indeed, those who wear soft clothing are in king's houses. But what did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes. I say to you, and more than a prophet, for this is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before your face, who will prepare your way before you. Assuredly, I say to you, among those born of women, there has not risen one greater than John the Baptist, but he who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. For all the prophets and the law prophesied until John. And if you're willing to receive it, he is Elijah who is to come. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. But to what shall I like in this generation? It is like children sitting in the marketplaces and calling to their companions and saying, we played the flute for you and you did not dance. We mourned to you and you did not lament. For John came neither eating nor drinking and they say he has a demon. The Son of Man came eating and drinking and they say, look, a glutton and a wine-bibber, 
a friend of tax collectors and sinners. But wisdom is justified by her children. Then he began to rebuke the cities. Listen to this. Then he began to rebuke the cities in which most of his mighty works had been done. Because they did not repent. Woe to you, Chorazin. Woe to you, Bethsaida. For if the mighty works which were done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. But I say to you, it will be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon in the day of judgment than for you. And you, Capernaum, who are exalted to heaven, will be brought down to Hades. For if the mighty works which were done in you had been done in Sodom, it would have remained until this day. What a portion of Scripture. But I say to you that it shall be more tolerable for the land of Sodom in the day of judgment than for you. Man, Jesus knew how to preach. Uh, it wasn't sugar-coated. It wasn't a soft-sell message. It wasn't easy believism. I say to you that it should be more tolerable for the land of Sodom in the day of judgment than for you. At that time, Jesus answered and said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and prudent and have revealed them to babes. Even so, Father, for so it seemed good in your sight. All things have been delivered to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father. Nor does anyone know the Father except the Son and the one to whom the Son wills to reveal him. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus, the Son of God, the Messiah, the Savior, the hope of all humanity. Imagine how Jesus felt. The lack of turning. The lack of response. The lack of receptiveness. The lack of care. The lack of concern. The labeling. The accusation. Listen again to those words, woe to you, Chorazin, woe to you, Bethsaida, for if the mighty works which were done in you Lord, we need more mighty works. <laughs> yeah, but we need repentance. You see, Jesus said. The mighty works which were done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon. They would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. But I say to you, it will be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon in the day of judgment than for you. 
And you, Capernaum, who are exalted to heaven, will be brought down to Hades. For if the mighty works which were done in you had been done in Sodom, they would have remained until this day. But I say to you that it shall be more tolerable for the land of Sodom in the day of judgment than for you. Mighty works, no repentance. And we're talking about Jesus on the scene. The mention of Sodom in a stunning remark. You know, I'd like to mention, and I must mention, that Sodom had no Bible. And this generation has wealth of Bibles and access to Bibles. The labor of Christ, the weight he carried, and the reply of the people, would this drive him restless? The lack of response, I mean, he's carrying the load. The weight of it all. The weight far beyond any weight we'll really carry. How would he handle it? Well, the words of Watchman Nee. Here is the reason in secret why the Lord Jesus had peace in his heart and was unshaken by the environment. He rested by relying on his relationship with the Father. As long as the Father knew it was enough, it was sufficient that there was only the Father's approval and praise. However people may have treated him, it was not worthwhile for him to be bothered or offended. As long as there was the smiling face of the Father, and the carrying out of his will, it was good enough. There was no need to be concerned about the consequence among men in the world. Before the Lord prayed, his circumstances were not good, and his background was not favorable. He was greatly misunderstood. He poured out everything to them wholeheartedly. However, they would not receive him. They rejected him without any reason. If it had happened to you or me, I am afraid we would be like John asking God to send down fire to consume them. If we were in the Lord's situation, we would have wondered why we should encounter such events. We would be murmuring and would have no peace. However, Although the Lord was so greatly misunderstood, he only said, Yes, Father, for thus it has been well-pleasing in your sight. If we were in this kind of situation, we would have no peace in our heart, and we would be in turmoil. Even if we were not in turmoil, we would be doubting. Even if we were not doubting, we would be unhappy. However, the Lord said, I extol you, Father. Within his heart, there was no unrest. In verse 27, he reveals to us the secret of his restfulness. 
What was spoken before this verse was the background which explains how the Lord could be at rest and not be moved in his heart in this kind of situation. Now he tells us the reason why he was not affected. In verses 28 and 29, the Lord shows us what we should do in order to be at rest if we encounter the same treatment. Find rest in knowing that you're yoked with Jesus. Find rest in knowing that He is with you. You are not alone in your labor. Christian, He is with you. Find rest. Rely on your relationship with Jesus. Rest in His approval and praise, His smiling face and the carrying out of His will. Come to me, all you who labor are heavy laden. I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn. Learn of me. You know, experience in the Lord and with the Lord solidifies us. We come to know by experience the reality of being yoked with Him. The enemy of our souls would seek to dislodge us, to take us out of the yoke. He does not want us. He does not want you yoked with Jesus. But we would say there is no other yoke for us. There is no other we want and desire and need. It's the picture of a single and dual yoke. Concerning the dual, the one side fits him perfectly and the other fits us the same. We come to you, Lord. Will you come to him? Have you come to him? He goes further. Take my yoke upon you. And he goes further. Learn of me. You see, we don't do whatever we want and act however we want in the yoke of Christ. Learn of me. You can have the worship team return. Is that the cry of your heart today? I come to you, Lord, to take your yoke upon me. Lord, I want to learn from you. Lord, you are gentle and lowly in heart, and you give rest to our souls. Your yoke is easy and your burden is light. As the worship team comes today, I share these words with you. The Lord said, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Every person who is experienced in the Lord will say amen to this.
How rough are the roads we have chosen for ourselves? How troublesome are the things which we do according to our own desire? How pitiful are the consequences? And how many difficulties there are along the way? If we are willing to take up the Lord's yoke and learn from Him, we will see that the things He gives us, the demand He has upon us, and the environment which He has arranged for us are all easy and light. Nothing that He causes us to pass through is unbearable for us. He knows how to apportion His yoke. He knows our strength. We can be at rest. He will not require of us what we cannot do. Whatever He apportions is what each brother and sister can bear. As one would not put an iron yoke on a three-month-old calf, the Lord will not ask a person to encounter something in his environment that he cannot endure. Before something comes upon us, God has already decided that we are able and have the strength to pass through such a thing. God does not make a mistake. Therefore, we should not murmur. Instead, we should quietly, humbly, gently, and joyfully accept all the yokes and burdens he gives us, even though many of these are not according to our desire. That's the way of the Christian. That's the way of the follower of Jesus Christ. That's discipleship. That's the way of the disciple. The way of the disciple is come to me. Now there's a yoke. <laughs> Put the yoke on. Take my yoke upon you. And now you got to learn. Now you got to learn. That's Christianity. Come to him in right manner. Take his yoke upon you. Be in right manner in the yoke. Remain teachable. Have a teachable spirit. No pride. Lowly in heart. Meek and humble. Like the one who has bid you come. And you will come to know, and you will come to testify. You will come to declare and confess and profess that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. That it's not burdensome and tough and heavy and difficult and irritating and chafing. And that it rubs you the wrong way. You'll come to know the unforced rhythms of grace. But you got to come to him in right manner. And you got to put the yoke on in right manner. Not backwards or sideways. 
half on, half off. I don't know, maybe we thought following Jesus meant no labor. No laboring. I mean, if that was the case, he would have said, come to me and I'll take you to heaven right now. I mean, maybe a lot of people would have, would have come to him then. But no, now there's work to be done. you still got to live on this side of eternity. The days designed for you by God. But come to him, get in the yoke with him, learn from him. Everything will turn divine. Your occupation will turn divine. You'll see things differently. You'll have a different perspective. I'd even say, well, hopefully you'll have a different work ethic. You know, you'll be like, like Jesus. He'll teach you. He'll teach you. He'll bring you along. You'll react differently in situations and circumstances. Character that you never thought possible will be formed in you. Character beyond just good character. The good character of humanity. Divine character. You'll look at life differently. You'll look at finances differently. You'll look at relationships differently. You'll say, Lord, everything's divine. Does it not say the steps of the righteous are ordered of the Lord? You look at each step as a step designed and ordered of God. But you got to come to Him, you got to get in the yoke. And you got to learn. When does the learning end? Well, final rest. But you know you can rest all the way. Your soul can be at rest all the way. Peace in this life, a peace that surpasses all human understanding, delivered by Jesus and none other than Jesus. I don't know how this speaks to you today, but if you walked in and you're feeling the labor of it all, the weight of it all, the burden of it all, you're heavy laden, Jesus says, come to me. You can come to him now. Is there anything that has dislodged you from the yoke? Has your attitude changed and now under the weight of the yoke? It's supposed to be easy and light. You do feel irritated. Well, the yoke hasn't changed. There's nothing wrong with the yoke. The yoke hasn't worn out. You got to say, search me, Lord. <laughs> Dry me. Because the yoke is perfect. If there's irritation, it's on our end. If there's chafing, it's on our end. Lord, help us today. Let's stand in the house.